Will Matthew Stafford play this Sunday against the Packers? We've got the latest injury updates, keys to victory. How important this game is this Sunday for the Rams? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel. Join the party, trying to get 10,000 subscribers. We're almost there, so do us a huge favor. Hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know what are your predictions for the Rams matchup with the Packers this Sunday. What are your keys to victory? My name is Doug McKay. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. The Lakers for SI, the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation, 24-7 sports. Now the Rams for Locked On. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's entering his eighth season covering the team, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, we have got the keys to victory for your Los Angeles Rams. Will they get it done up in Green Bay? What are the key matchups you need to be looking for? But first, this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one dollar. But Travis, the million dollar question right now in Rams land is will it be a thumbs up or thumbs down for Matthew Stafford this week? He missed practice again on Thursday. He's still recovering from that thumb injury. Sean McFay said that he could still play without practicing all week, and it's going to be a game-time decision. It does feel like they're preparing to play with Brett Rippon under center, but Stafford's a warrior. He's a gamer. Maybe he gives it a go. Yeah, I think that might be what you see, DMAC. I think it's probably we need to be ready to play a full game with Brett Rippon, but we might try and start with Matthew Stafford, if that makes sense, right? They just send him out there, see how it feels, see what they can get done. Maybe you try to rely on, on, on a running game early on to get Matthew Stafford comfortable, to get maybe just the, the benefit of the doubt, so to speak. Look, if Brett Rippon comes in there, you know that they're going to try to run it down Green Bay's throat because – Brett Rippon. But if Matthew Stafford's out there, then you have to at least respect the ability that he has, the ability to make some throws. And you got you got to defend both ends of that. So I wouldn't be shocked if Matthew Stafford went out there and tried to play that game. But I, I, I also expect Brett Rippon to play the entire afternoon. I think you're right. And I think that Brett Rippon has had a good week of practice. He's saying all the right things, but it comes down to just overall talent level. You're going on the road with this Rams team that really absolutely desperately needs a win if they want to have any realistic shot of making the playoffs this season. And look, the reality is if Matthew Stafford is even close to being healthy, which he's probably not even at 90% right now, he still gives this team a better chance to win than Brett Ribbon. You could tie both arms behind his back and blindfold him. And he'd probably give this team a better chance to win than Brett Ribbon. But look, here's the issue I have though, is it's cold 
He also have some injuries that are lingering before the thumb injury. They were yeah. three and five with Matthew Stafford. If you look over the last four weeks, Travis, the second worst four game stretch of the Sean McVay era for a quarterback. When it comes to overall efficiency, completion percentage, all the advanced analytics point to that as well. And on top of that, this Rams offensive line, they've been a dumpster fire in pass protection. They're currently ranked 29th in pass protection, 27th in pass block win rate. When it comes to pass protection, this Rams offensive line can be hired as turnstiles at Disneyland with the way they played of late. So do you really want to throw him into that fire when he's still dealing with an injury? I'm not so sure that's a good idea. Yeah, I, I think it kind of comes back to the overall question of what you want out of this season, right? If you're Sean McVay, if you're Les Snead, your question is, what are we trying to get done here? Is the goal still to get into the postseason? Well, if it is, then you got to have to have Matthew Stafford play the vast majority of these games. You probably are still going to have to find a way to beat Green Bay without him, right? Because like you were just saying, DMAC, if they go out there with Matthew Stafford, with the thumb, with the back, with the hip, with whatever else may be giving him a hard time, and you get him knocked out for the rest of the way, that's it. It doesn't. You're, you're not getting to where you need to go. Green Bay is not a good football team. It, it, it's an odd situation this weekend because I think both of these teams are very happy to see the other one. They're both looking at this like, oh, I got a chance to beat that guy. They're both looking at it the same way. Uh, and I think that they both think that they could probably win even if they don't play a, a perfect game. My question for the Rams is, do they want to try to make the playoffs? Is that real at the end of the day? Is that really the goal of this team to fire every bullet you have to maybe get the seventh spot? Maybe not. And we all know what that means. Or is it to go in there and be tactical and just let it play out? And if it happens, great, but don't do too much to try to make it happen. And I think we'll get a little bit of insight into how they're thinking with what they do at quarterback. Because if it's look, they can beat Green Bay with Brett Rippon. They've been running the ball pretty well. Freeman has been not only kind of good, but pretty good. Uh, Daryl Henderson has been decent enough they got a chance like you were saying they're a better run blocking offensive line than they are a pass blocking offensive line so let's lean on that strength and see if you can maybe steal one go into that buy get Stafford healthy and see what happens after that yeah it's a good point I mean you need to pound the rock no matter what even if it is Matthew Stafford under center because he's going to be banged up he won't be at 100% if it's Brett Rippon even more so you look at that Packers defense they're currently ranked 24th in run defense DVOA you can absolutely get some yards on the ground I think a player to watch this week is your boy your Oregon Doug Royce Freeman yeah. he's been running hard he's been solid he's had 21 attempts so far 110 yards on the ground you compare that to 30 attempts for Daryl Henderson for 92 yards so he's been a more efficient runner you've seen more consistency with him I hope that he gets an opportunity to get the lion's share of the snaps and really have an impact on this game but yeah going back to your point I think that's the number one point here is the goal for this season Travis this is 2021 he's starting on Sunday oh, right but it's 2023 sure. right <laughs> number one goal for this year develop the rookies see what you have right and even more so than that Stafford Cup Donald. If they're going to be a part of your core, keep them fresh and healthy for next season where you can add the pieces and go on another run with these guys before you 
definitely go into a complete rebuild, right? They're currently in a little rebuild remodel phase, but the fact you still have those three key members tells you can still add peace and go for one more time. It's not a down to the studs rebuild. After they're gone, then you're down to the studs, right? So you have to keep Matthew Stafford healthy. If you throw him into this fire, that is a risk because look, the reality is he might be even dealing with an injury that's impacting him more than the yeah. thumb because even before that, you saw his numbers start to decline because look, we were talking about the revenge season Stafford, how good he looked as far as having the most big time throws in the NFL. And then the last four weeks, you start to see the production decline. I think that the hit he took against the Colts was really the turning point of his yep. season. If you look at last four weeks, a negative 0.004 completion percentage over expectation. That's 24th out of 28 quarterbacks. So he hasn't been right for quite some time now. So I just have my doubts he's going to play. You can take my thumb here. You can take my thumb staff. He probably won't do much, but hey, I would love to see him playing, but maybe it's not the best thing for him and the team right now. I, I, I go back to something you said a second ago, that this is all a function of the offensive line. This is a function of what we talked about in training camp and heading into the season. Like, let's see what those five guys up front look like. And at the beginning, it it was okay. It, it wasn't so bad, but it's been this slow decline over the course of the first eight games this season. It hasn't been a cliff, but it's been this slow, you know, deterioration of what they've been able to do. Matthew Stafford is going to be where the defense expects him going to be. He's not going to make a lot of guys miss. He's going to take some shots. This is who he is. And like you said, when he was healthy and when he had a little bit of time early in the season, he was making throws and you and I, I think rightfully so, were incredibly excited about what we were seeing. Since then, he's got a lot less time. He's taken a lot more hits. He he, he just looks like he knows, I got to get rid of this thing a little quicker, which leads to maybe some more inaccurate throws, which leads to those numbers that you're talking about. It all starts with the five guys up front. If they give him, or, or, or Brett Rippon for that matter, a little bit of time, you got a chance. If you don't, then you're really fighting an uphill battle. And, and those guys have been less good week to week than they need to be. Yeah, Travis, to add to that, Rob Havenstein, his status is still up in the air. He missed practice again on Thursday, yeah. as did Ernest Jones, Austin Trammell, Ben Skronik, and Ethan Evans. They were upgraded to full participants. But yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be very interesting to see if he's going to be under center. If not, this team has to find a way to stay competitive against his Packers team and try to steal a win heading into that bye week, and you're feeling a lot better about your season. But look, the reality is, this is put up or shut up time, right? This is essentially win or go home for your playoff chances. They're in a tough spot with Brett Rippon. We've seen backup quarterbacks rally. This is the NFL. This isn't a great Packers team. You talk to Packers no. fans, they tell you the Lambeau mystique is gone right now. There's no love for Jordan Love. They don't think he's the guy. So we also seen that there's also teams this year that kind of had get right games against this Rams team. So it's going to be a difficult uphill climb, but they're going to have to be up to the task. They want to really give themselves a chance to have that playoff hopes and really make that. Don't fool yourself, right? Don't just because you beat a bad Packers team doesn't mean you're a good team. And and that, that's my one little fear going into this is don't let the result of a of an inferior opponent let they still haven't beaten a good team since week one. They even that's if they the win on the Sunday, they still so. wouldn't have beaten a good team since week one. They get Seattle again in week eleven after their bye. If you beat Seattle, beat Green Bay, okay, cool. Beat Seattle again, and we're right back talking about a potential playoff spot. But the, there, there's a long way to go before I feel like this team's going to be back in the mix. But there is a path to victory, and we have it right here. So we're going to get into those keys. That's coming up next here on Locked On Rams. 
All right, you've heard me talk about prize picks a lot here on Locked on Rams because it's just so much fun. It's unbelievable. So I'm looking at it right now, right? If you're looking at YouTube, you can see I got my phone open right here. First game on Sunday is the Chiefs and the Dolphins. They're in Germany. Tua, 277 and a half yards, more or less than that. Patrick Mahomes, 283 and a half yards, more or less than that. It's Germany. I'm going under both of them because Germany, right? Traveling halfway across the world makes it hard. This is how much fun it is. You get to look at all these games. You get to make these picks, make between two and six selections. You choose more or less. And you can win up to 25 times your money. It's unbelievable, right? And you can play along some of the favorite players, some big-name guys, rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz. Now you can find community plays under the promo tabs to the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Price Picks community every single week. Here's how you do it. You go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and you use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Put that app on your phone. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L. And that locked on NFL code will give you a first deposit match of up to $100. And we are off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out to those everyday listeners. We appreciate you. You can join the Everyday Listeners Club too, by the way. Membership is 100% free. Just got to watch every episode, listen to every episode, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, we're going to dive into these paths of victories because even though it's been a little doom and gloom as far as the injuries where the team is right now, is a very beatable Green Bay Packers team. They're averaging less than 21 points per game in their last five games. You don't have the Aaron Rodgers of the world, Devontae Adams of the world. This is not a Super Bowl contender by any stretch. It's been a big disappointing season for them. I think what we talked about in the first segment, though, is that we've seen this Rams secondary, even barbecue brisket last couple of weeks. They've made teams look better. Don't let them have a get-right game. And I think you do that by limiting big plays through the air. The Rams have allowed the fifth most explosive plays in the NFL this season. The Packers and Jordan Love, they haven't been great, but they love to push the ball downfield. So can you limit that? That's going to go a long way to see if this defense can have success. Jordan Love isn't any good. Right. I mean, it's it, he's not good and, and maybe he'll get good. I'm not saying he'll never be good. I'm saying he's not good right now. And the Packers are going through a transition that they haven't had to go through in the last 30 years. When I was talking with uh, Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers the other day, we were talking about it was 31 years between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers until right now. That's insane, right? Where not only do you have just two quarterbacks, but you had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. They are in a transition year. You're right, DMAC. There's a way to beat this team, and you're going to have to make beat. Sean McVay is going to have to do the team, the thing that I think just in his DNA he does not want to do, and that's play boring football. That's run the ball. That's control the clock. You mentioned it. Daryl Henderson in the two games since he's been back. 30 carries, 92 yards, and a touchdown. That's three yards a carry. That's boring. It also will work, right? You look at Royce Freeman, 21 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. That's better than for the, than Henderson. Pound the ball, especially if it's Royce Freeman. Green Bay is one of the worst teams again in the league against the run. Take advantage of that. Don't do the thing that you want to do, which is, hey, let's chuck it. Not with Brett Rippon, not against this team. Do not Follow your instincts. Follow the math, right? Follow the math. Run the ball. I think that's the number one thing. You're right. Look, 
I'm not a huge believer in this Rams defense. I don't think that they're going to be able to just all of a sudden show up and be great. They should be better against a quarterback like Jordan Love, but I think they win this game by being smart on offense rather than getting a lot of stops on defense. I agree 100%. And you look at Jordan Love and the success that he had early on this season. There was all this hype about him. You had Packer fans saying Aaron Rodgers, who I remember they beat the Bears and they said, oh, Aaron Rodgers is signing over his custody of the Bears to Jordan Love. Hey, what happened? Now, he has not improved from week to week. I will say, though, like I said, they're trying to get the ball downfield. So you definitely need to try to limit that. And some of the matches I'm looking at is Christian Watson. Christian Watson the way the speed, the size, I mean, four, three, six speed, six, five, Akella Witherspoon has been solid, but he also has had his moments where he's looked a little rough. He's got the size to match up. Does he have the speed? And we've looked at this Rams secondary that's had their issues. Can they step up and they, can they really limit them? Because if you look at last week, they really struggled. I mean, their big two wide receivers had seven catches for 51 yards. A lot of drops right there. What kind of performance we get from Darian Kendrick, who's the fourth most penalized player in the NFL heading into week nine. So those are the big questions for me. I think this team can beat the Packers, but it's going to be won or lost with this secondary. Like I said, if you can't stop Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, if you can't limit these guys, it's going to be a rough outing. Now, as far as the running game goes, Yes, you have to pound the rock, but also keep Aaron Jones quiet. Aaron Jones has been on a pitch count all season, dealing with that hamstring injury. He's had less than 10 carries all year. Hasn't eclipsed that. Seven carries last week. So that's going to be huge. And I think really what I'm looking at is, can you really put a defensive game plan together to keep this Packers team quiet? Yeah, I, I want to go back to what you're talking about with Darren Kendrick in that secondary because I – did, maybe it's me. Maybe it's that I'm I'm unfortunately just kind of default a, a cynic, I think, by nature. Don't ask somebody to do something that you know they can't do. Don't ask somebody to do something that has proven, I can't do that. Yeah, we'll try again. No, try something different. <laughs> yeah. Right? Dar- Dar- Darian Kendrick is going to give up big plays. You know how I know? Because he always does. <laughs> right? I just, th- this is one of these things that it's not like, if you've shown me something 10 times and it's been the same thing 10 times, I'm not going to hope that it's different on the 11th. I'm going to expect it to be the same on the 11th. And that's what it was with this defense. They're going to give up plays. They're going to take a bad penalty here and there. I really do think that this comes down to managing the game offensively, limiting possessions, finding a way to control clock, finding a way to keep your defense off the field as often as possible because we really have not seen them step up in a meaningful way. It's not that they're giving up 40 every week. It's that they can't get off the field when they have to get off the field. And that's what an NFL defense is, right? This is pro football. Guys are going to move the ball. Guys are going to score. Guys are going to make plays. But when you got to have it, when you got to get off that field, can you tighten up? Can you really find a way to make it happen when it has to happen? And so far, the Rams haven't been able to do that. And I think that the way that you prevent it is by you having the ball more than the other guy. I, like you said, Freeman, Henderson, let's see a lot of that. I wouldn't mind seeing some screen passes. I wouldn't mind seeing Tyler Higby become a part of this offense in a meaningful way. Let's get Puka and Cup back in it. Maybe we don't have to take a bunch of deep shots or even those long crossing shots over the field. A ball control offense with a lot of running, I think, is the key to making this defense better by making them play less. 
Yeah, exactly. That's really the key to scoring points on this Packers defense is beating them out on the perimeter. And Jair Alexander, he's been dealing with injuries. You mentioned Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. I think both of those guys need to step up and do whatever they can to help whatever quarterback is under center, whether it be Rippon, whether it be Stafford, because both had bad games against the Cowboys. You saw Nakua drop that touchdown in the end zone, had seven targets, three catches, 43 yards. Cooper Cup, the second straight week, under 30 yards receiving. That's just not going to get it done. So both those guys have to have big games. This secondary, really, Rasul Douglas is gone. Jair Alexander, like I said, is hurt. Eric Stokes, he's come back from an injury. So they've been melted cheese for a lot of this season, too. A lot of the Packers fans have been complaining about this secondary as well. So that's definitely an area that they can exploit. But look, whoever's back there, you got to keep them clean. The biggest matchup I'm looking at as well is... Can you stop Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, who's having a career, Devontae Wyatt. You got Havenstein's calf injury. The pass blocking grade was as bad as I mentioned it. Can they keep their quarterback upright and can they get a push along that offensive line? It's going to largely determine if they win this game. It's so football super complicated, obviously, because there's a lot of moving parts. And if one person doesn't do their job, then the whole thing tends to break down right after that. But at its root, it's not super complicated. If your offensive line is good, you got a chance. If you can't get pressure against the other team's quarterback, you don't have much of a chance. It It's really those five guys up front on both sides. Whoever wins that battle, I think, wins the game. Yeah, and also I want to mention Jordan Love has thrown a pick in five straight games. This is not a Rams defense no. that's had a lot of turnovers this year. Jordan no. Fuller got one last week. Can they get that turnover? Can they win the penalty battle? Penalties were a big issue for the Packers last week. Yeah, this of all the games in NFL history is definitely going to be one of them. I definitely want to point that out because you look at both these teams, you can spot a lot of deficiencies on both sides, Travis. It, uh, Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers had a great line on the crossover. He goes, it's a who's who of the who's not. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, love that. I, I, I think that's kind of what we're looking at. This is a couple of teams that are, are are struggling so far this season. I think that, you know, sorry, Rams fans, you're probably not going to like this. I think this is two teams that are not going to show up in late in January playing a playoff game. I think that these teams are probably uh, in evaluation mode, even if they don't know that they're in evaluation mode right now. But like you said, it is a game on Sunday. Yes. So we'll see. Can they win that game? We got predictions coming up. A couple more keys. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. All right, so you know about DoorDash. You've probably got the DoorDash app on your phone. If you don't, you should go do that right now because, look, you know you can order from all the, the chains in your neighborhood, right? You know that you can order your groceries on DoorDash. You might not know that you can get up to 50% off a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you put download that DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23. But did you know that you can also order from all your local spots in and around your neighborhood? For instance, what goes better with football than wings? I got a great wing spot in my neighborhood called Santora's that I love to order from. I use DoorDash every time. It is a great way to get it when you maybe you forgot to do it. Maybe you forgot to do it before the guys come over. Just pick out that DoorDash app and go to work. It is super easy. Again, DoorDash app on your phone. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. Listen to that again. 
The promo code is LOCKED23, L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED23. Find the local spots in your neighborhood. If you want to go chain, go chain. That's a good way to do it, too. If you just want to order something from the store, DoorDash has got you covered. 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you put the DoorDash app on your phone, your code is LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Travis, here in our third segment, we're talk about some predictions, what we think is going to happen. In my opinion, I think you have to find a way to disrupt things for Jordan Love. Don't let this be his coming out party in Green Bay. Don't let this be what we saw early on in the season. Now, it's very interesting, too, if you look at their first half scoring versus their second half scoring through seven weeks, they've scored 29 points in the first half compared to 111 in the second half. So you see in this Rams team, they struggle in the second half. Something has to give there. Can you find a way to get to... Jordan Love, he struggled with pressure. Byron Young, he's been fantastic this year. I'm looking for him to have a big game. I have a tough time picking the Rams in this one. This Packers team has been pretty bad. Wouldn't be shocked with either result in this one, but I think the Packers going into this game, they desperately need to find a way to have some hope for their season. Playing for that Lambeau crowd. If it's Brett Rippon, I'm taking the L. I think the Rams are going to lose. If it's Matthew Stafford, I think they find a way to win. I think it comes down to this. Whoever is less like themselves versus whoever is more like themselves, right? Like if the Rams give you what they've given you over the last seven weeks, I'm taking the uh, the Seahawks game off the board. It was a long time ago. And the seven weeks since then, they haven't put two halves together. If they don't play two halves again, they're probably going to lose. If they play two, and it doesn't have to be perfect, two pretty good halves, I think they can win this game, even with Brett Rippon. I think the same is true with Green Bay. If they are the team that turns the ball over, like you mentioned, five interceptions or, or interceptions in five straight games for Jordan Love, a team that can't stop the run, if they are who they've been over the course of the, the majority of the season, then there is an opportunity from the Rams. But if they go in there and can't protect Matthew Stafford or Brett Rippon, if Sean McVay is reluctant to run the ball, as he frequently is, if they mismanage the clock, which they frequently do, if they give up big plays, which they have, if they take bad penalties, which they have, they'll lose. You know, it's just it's just a matter of which of those two teams is less or more like they typically are. If you kind of give the average performance, they're going to lose. Somebody just needs to be a little bit better than they typically are, and they'll win the game. And I think that it's probably the Rams for the simple fact that they have a better coach, right? I, I think it comes down to that, that Sean McVay, I believe, excuse me, is a better coach than Matt LaFleur. I think that could be the difference. When two teams are equally behind the eight ball, I think it comes down to the coach, and I'll take Sean McVay. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to come down to play calling. I mean, this is the ultimate opportunity to go with the run game consistently, not abandon it. You have to commit to it throughout, even if it's Stafford or Ripping, like we talked about earlier. Also want to point out, I want to see a better game from the special teams unit. You saw last week, they allowed that 63-yard return to the Cowboys. Brett Maher, of course, struggled. He's somewhere looking for a job updating that LinkedIn right now. So yeah. have, have Rasicki perform much better. So I'm just saying, look, I picked the Rams to win all year. So I'm just trying to do something different. So the Rams will not win this game. I guarantee a loss for this Ram. They are going to lose on Sunday. Wink, wink, wink. Yeah, I, I am a superstitious person as well, D-Mac. So if we just got to change up the energy, I'm with you, brother. If this is what it takes, you picking against them every week, let's do that. Let's see if we can go 1-0. Don't even show up. Just take the L. Wave the white flag. I mean, oh, they are going happen. to 
lose to the Packers. Remember I told you here first on Locked On Rams. But, yeah, so you got the Rams winning, though, Trav? I I, I think so, just because they have a better coach. But, but here's – I don't know if this is exciting or terrifying or maybe a little bit of both. This is a team that is capable of anything, right? This is a team Absolutely. that could go out there and – I think they could score 27 points and win a game and be like, oh, wow, look at that. I also think they could score six and lose by 25 points. I, I, I think that they're just one of those teams. You don't know. They're not good enough to really sink your teeth into, oh, I think it's going to be like this. And they're not bad enough to say, ah, they got no shot at all. They're just one of those teams in the NFL, depending on any given Sunday, how they play, how they show up, particularly how they block up front, they can probably beat most mediocre teams they're probably going to lose to most good teams well they got a mediocre team this week and they got a chance to win yeah i think this is a really a week where you could really start the conversation of uh oh we made a mistake on jordan love uh oh sure. jordan love might be a bust i mean since the week two loss to the falcons he's thrown five touchdowns to eight interceptions he has not good look good has been on the same page with his receivers and the rams might be just there like okay we're just that team that is a little better than this packers team and let's not forget too they had a pretty nice gauntlet of teams that the Rams have gone up against lately, right? Dak Prescott, even the Steelers looked a lot better. The Eagles, I mean, there's a lot of talent in this league, but this Packers team, the year they've had, I wouldn't be shocked that if there is a universe where the Rams find a way to get this way. And look, I think, too, the players have to know the significance of this game. You don't want to enter the bye with the team morale really at a season low if you lose this one, and it's going to be a bleak uh, the chances are going to be very bleak of making the playoffs if you don't win. So I think that's going to be on the players as well. Yeah, it's also clarifying if you don't win. If you don't win, you know exactly what's waiting for you in the second half of the season, and that is a draft pick, and that is an evaluation period. You're not if you lose to this team, the Packers are not good. That the, the flip side is is you know the Rams really haven't been either. So we'll, we'll see. But three and six, that's a wrap. You don't have to worry about it too much anymore. You can kind of move forward at four and five. There is hope. At four and five, there is an opportunity. Seattle is the one game you look pretty good at uh, early in the season. You get them coming out of your bye, but at, but at three and six, we know what that means. At three and six, might as well post that thank you fans graphic on your social <laughs> media. They win this week. We can start being more optimistic about the playoffs. Yeah. But like I said, I picked the Rams to lose this one, so I'll see you guys Monday for Victory Monday, and we're going <laughs> to celebrate a win over the Packers. I can't yeah. wait. Brett Rippin about to go off 300 yards, four TDs, right, Travis? But that's going to do it for this episode right. of Locked on Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, you can follow Mr. Travis Rogers, the people's champ, at Travis Rogers. Until next time, whose house is locked on Rams house?